Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,455. What really keeps me focused is remembering to be present in the now. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hey, Cars Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for the enthusiast and the collector. It's your monthly must-read whether you dream of owning a collector car, have two cars, or 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. Plus, you'll get the exclusive SEM guide to restoration shops included for free. At checkout, use the code CARSYA and receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription. It's an exclusive offer from me here at Cars Yeah. I'm Mark Green, and I love Sports Car Market Magazine. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from Long Beach, California, Brittany Hamilton. Hey, Brittany, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yes, I am, Mark. All right, here we go. Brittany Hamilton is an automotive photographer, a model, and a car enthusiast. She's driven by her passion and eye for quality and performance. She enjoys adapting fashion to automotive design, to being creative, emotion to her photography, and all elements of her work. Brittany's mark of choice, of course, is Porsche, and that's my favorite as well, so I think we'll have a lot to talk about. So, Brittany, I've told our listeners just a little tiny bit about you before I jump into the questions. Would you share a little more about your life and your career and a very obvious passion that you have for automobiles? Of course. I would say I came into this world a little bit differently than most. I didn't grow up in cars. So this came into my life as an adult, and there were little whispers of cars in my life for years. But until I finally latched on and found something that drew my interest, which was a Porsche GT3, I really got it. So the moment that I had the opportunity to drive in and sit in and be a passenger in that car, feel what it feels like to have downforce on your body. I just understood it in that moment and I wanted more. I thought that car was beautiful. And whenever I find something beautiful in an eye of design, it makes me really nerdy into wanting to know everything about that car. So I kind of spiraled into 
taking photos of cars. I started shooting cars at the Long Beach Grand Prix in April of 2018, and I just never stopped. So after doing that for about six months, I decided to really kind of make it my own. And I had an idea to start adding my eye for design and fashion and style into alongside the cars, uh, really use the car as a muse and use my abilities to creative direct something to bring to life uh, more feeling into an image than just a car. Cool. Well, boy, if for someone who's going to start loving cars to start with that car, you kind of <laughs> just moved right to the top. <laughs> uh, yeah, GT3s, very special cars, obviously, wonderful street cars, even better track cars. So uh, yeah, welcome to the Welcome to the club, but boy, you went right to the top. That's for sure. (laughs) I love it. And I want to do a shout out to Mariana Small. Uh, She's a past guest here on Cars. Yeah. And she introduced me to Brittany. She's introduced me to so many great people in the, in the Porsche world in particular, but some people outside of that world as well. So thank you, Mariana. Listen, as we continue on your journey though, I want to start by asking you a success quote or a mantra, something in your life that has meaning. It's a nice way to get those GT3 tires wheels spinning here on Cars. Yeah. So, Brittany, take the wheel. I would say, and there's a lot of good to share, but I would say um, what really keeps me focused is remembering to be present in the now. And that could mean different things to different people, but really focusing on on what's going on with me today, what's going on with me in a moment, and really paying attention to what it is that I'm in control of. Um, how I can direct my day to make it good or otherwise. And yeah, it's it's kind of simple, but but remembering that the the now moment, not what's to come or not what has happened, is really the most powerful one. You know, this is a really important point, and it's a really difficult thing, I think, for many people to do, including me. Uh, I'm always concerned about the future. I'm always thinking about what's to come. And then the past kind of comes drumming back up things that you weren't happy about or woulda, shoulda, coulda. Uh, What are some of the ways that you stay in that moment? I'd love to hear a few because I'm going to try some of these techniques that have worked for you because you're right. I think you're at most peace when you're just in the now and enjoying the now. And so many of us, especially today with all these distractions we have in our lives, We find it hard to do. How do you do it? Well, I think I was a dental hygienist for seven years, and I stopped doing that in in June of this year. And that was a very focused and directed and in ways repetitive, but very rewarding career. And with switching gears to doing something completely creative and, and completely from within me, I had to kind of stop and make a decision. Well, how do I want my life to go? How do I want this to look? And it's in my ability and my control to just sort of create that. And the only way I can really focus on active creation of making my life look the way that I want it to is focusing on what I can do today to control that. I can't change what has happened. I can't change what is in the past. I can't control what's going to happen in the future. But if there are things and goals that I want to have happen, I can become clear about what those are and become very clear about that. So I have a list of what I want my future to look like and then come back to focusing on the day-to-day or the present moment and see, well, what can I do now in order to have those things come to me? 
So do you use a list? Is that one of the techniques that you do? Like every morning, do you have a daily goals list that you look at? Or do you sit down and take a moment and write those? Or do you just think about it in your mind? I write them at different times, probably a couple times a month. I come back to focusing on if I'm on track with what I'm wanting to have going on in my life. But for the most part, I have managed to control the thoughts in my mind to a a place where I, I have peace there. So if I'm ever feeling distracted or or not grounded in myself it's almost like an an alert to me that i need to come back to where i'm focused it takes daily presence and and it's a choice i guess it takes effort but with any habit once you continue doing something long enough it becomes second nature so i to maybe to someone who's starting to try and do something like that writing something down, um, trying to get specific if it makes sense to you to get specific about what it is that you're wanting out of a day, if lists are a good thing for you, really making it individual to the person. So whatever comes natural to goal setting or to checking off a list, just really nurturing whatever it is that works for the individual. Great. I love this quote. I picked this up years ago and I try to remind myself of it. If you're depressed, you're living in the past. If you're anxious, you're living in the future. And if you're at peace, you're living in the present. Mm-hmm. Pretty much what you just shared with <laughs> us. So I, I, I try to pull that up every once in a while. If I'm feeling a little anxious, a little depressed. And yeah. the other thing I've learned is if, if you are feeling depressed, you need to stop and think about what you're grateful for, even if it's just the meal that's in front of you at that moment, because it's pretty much impossible to be depressed if you're grateful. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, another little trick there. Well, you kind of shared this uh, next question with us a little bit, but maybe you can go into a little more depth. I always like to ask my guests, what was that pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were a car gal? So you talked about the moment you set into a GT3. Obviously, you got a ride in that car. Hopefully, you got to drive it. What was that all about? How did that happen? So there was a good friend um, who he owns some cars and does a, a brave thing to rent these cars out to people in the city of Los Angeles. And that was how I first dipped my toe in this. I had some experiences with these cars. And because we we're friends with the guy, um, we're able to have multiple experiences with. There was an R8. There was a McLaren 12C. There was a GT4. But the GT3 was really my favorite. And so being able to see how different car manufacturers produce and give a car out to the world at that level of performance, I was really able to see, okay, there's there's a lot going on here. This is not just a boy thing. This is not just about going fast. This is not just about something flashy. The people that are designing these cars at this level, there's a lot of care and curation going into this process. And that you may sound like an obvious thought to many, but I hadn't had that connected experience yet with a car. And so the repetition of, of being driven in a car well and, and quickly, um, it was an exhilarating experience for me that I knew I wanted more of. But really, for me, my connection with cars is something emotional. And so not every car I have a a ride in or not every car that I get to drive, I'm going to feel that way about. But the ones that I do feel that way, I pay attention to. And I've Porsche is 
is something the 911 is really my favorite thing about cars. And, um, you know, the more I learn now, the more I can go back to those first experiences. And, and it all makes sense kind of connecting the dots. Well, you know, of course, of course, I love the 911. And of course, I loved the GT3 at the time, not knowing anything about it. But the more I learn, um, the more I know and the more I feel more connected to the cars. Being in that that moment, as you talked about. Yeah. Uh, what, how, let's give your, your friend a little shout out. What's the name of his business where you can go rent these cool cars? Yes, it's Newport Coast Exotics. Newport Coast Exotics. Okay, well, it sounds like uh, he has some very cool cars uh, <laughs> that he shares with people. Yeah, that'd be tough to hand the keys over, but if it's a business, I get it. Yeah. Uh, give people a chance to drive these things and enjoy them and uh, hopefully decide uh, which way they might want to spend some of their hard-earned dollars. Let's talk about a big challenge or a big failure in your life. I, I don't bring this up to bring up a miserable, miserable thing or a painful thing. It's really more about sharing with others on how you got through a, a particular difficult situation. And more importantly, what was the lesson there so that you can move forward in a positive way? Absolutely. And I, I mean, I think that sharing failure can sometimes feel very vulnerable and very uncomfortable for some people. But on the other side of that, there's, there's a lot of power in that. And often you're, you're with friends here, Brittany. So don't worry. (laughs) Oh no, I, I, I'm okay sharing. Um, I, Previous to really stepping into my creative flow, I was in a a really bad relationship for a while. It was unhealthy for both of us. And it became something where I felt diminished in who I was as a person. And so looking back, it was me giving away my my power as as a person, um, giving away my control and my my desires and my thoughts as a person um, and turning those over to somebody else. And so whether that's in a relationship or whether that's in a business or whether that's in a family dynamic, really allowing someone else to make decisions for me or allowing someone else to, you know, be the director of where my life is going to go was a mistake. And, and it felt over time, like much of a failure. Um, I, on the other side of that, once I decided to choose loving myself over over anything that was present there things quickly changed in my life and it was it was a scary thing there was a lot of intensity there that um that was hard to get past but once i did my life rapidly changed and so i, I guess the takeaway here of of anything that might be whether it's a failure or something scary or the fear of failure choosing to Whatever the situation is, choosing to love yourself or choosing the option that feels like love versus fear really helped me get through that situation. You know, I really appreciate you taking us to a a really personal moment in your life, but this is really important, this concept. Let me ask you this. For someone out there who might be listening that maybe doesn't even know they're in trouble in this way with a relationship, and again, this could be a a uh, relationship with man, woman, significant other, husband, wife, whatever it might be, could be business related, could be family related, as you so well put it. What are some of the signs that people need to realize to know they're in this this situation? And then what are the steps that you take to go, okay, it's I've got to change this? Well, I think number one, if if the plan is to avoid these types of situations, Really listening to yourself and your intuition. That looking back, uh, the 
that was the one thing that I discounted in the situation that would have led me in the right direction. I feel like most people inherently know what's good for them. But oftentimes, whether it's the conditioning of the world or the people in our circle, make us feel like what we know or what we believe is incorrect. And so making sure that the people that we spend our time with and the people that we share our personal lives with have our best interest at heart. And I think that if we really ask ourselves in any given moment, does this person have my best interest in mind? Usually we'll, we'll know. And I think it's really, truly just up to us to listen to our own intuition there. But as you asked, for someone who might be in this situation that's trying to emerge or it's scary to get out of, I think again, and this, this is a hard thing for maybe someone to understand who hasn't done it, but choosing yourself and what you want your life to look like over whatever is present. And whether that means cutting certain people out of of your personal life or quitting a job or leaving a situation that's not healthy, it will be better for both parties. So that's one optimistic thought that people can use. But it's it will the longer you stay in something that isn't for you, it's like pushing the pause button on life. And a lot of times if that situation is unhealthy, there's some peddling to do to get to a place where you're in a good headspace again. Great advice. You know, my daughter just got married and in my father of the bride speech, which I lamented over greatly, <laughs> mostly because my daughter said, Dad, keep it under four minutes. Nobody <laughs> wants to hear more than that. But but I wanted to say some things. And what I share, which relates to what you're talking about, is something my grandfather told me. My grandparents were married 70 plus years, long time. And when I got married, they'd been married 50 years at that point. And I asked my grandfather, I said, what's the secret? to a great marriage. And his first, my listeners, some of them heard this before. His first answer was, well, do everything she tells you to do. That's easy. And of course, my grandmother jabbed him in the ribs and told him to stop lying to the boy, Bill. Uh, And then he got serious and he said, you know what? Here's the secret. And you both have to be willing to do this. Be willing to give more than you get back. But the key is you both have to do it. And so many times in relationships, they're so one-sided. And the other thing that you dropped there as a value bomb to me is we all know in our gut when something's not right. And you got to listen to that voice because it is always, always correct. And if you can look back in your life and think about times that you were in a bad relationship no matter what, and then stop and go, think of the wasted time. I should have moved faster. And on that note, and this may help with the whole idea of of not thinking about the past or not worrying about the future, but realizing that everything happens as it's supposed to. And if something happens in life and is a repetitive lesson and people, you know, you hear people say sometimes like, oh, this always happens to me. If we're saying things like that out loud, it is an opportunity to look, okay, well, why are these things happening happening repetitively? And for me, staying in something that wasn't good for me I knew that. But by staying in something that wasn't good, it continued to get worse. So through all of that time, looking back now, I can view the different versions of, you know, I've grown quite significantly as a person since then, um, you know, feel healthy in my mind and my body and in my spirit. But looking back at the times where it was difficult or the times where I felt the most alone, 
And I can, I can learn from that experience of how I reacted in that situation, not judge myself for how I acted because I did the best I could with the, the knowledge I had at the time, but really learning from that situation and learning to respond differently if something like that ever presents itself in my future. And learning to respond differently, that's how you grow out of bad situations. Absolutely. You know, listeners, if you're in a situation like this, please stop for a moment, ask yourself some really important questions. Think about what uh, Brittany shared today and take action uh, because you don't have to live like this. You just don't have to live like that. You know, you mentioned you came into the car world later in life, but if you have to look back or if you had to look back now and think about vehicles you've owned, now you're a young woman, so uh, you probably have had a whole lot of cars in your life. But if you look back now that you realize cars are kind of special, was there a car, maybe a first car in your life that had some meaning to you now that you think back about it? You know what? Um, and I know this, you know, clearly this question would be answered differently by someone who grew up in in that realm. But I think um, the first car that I ever, if I could have just obtained, the first car that ever really, really caught my eye um, I was in high school and the G-Wagon was my dream car. So <laughs> that that was something that, I mean, I have photos from years ago of me, you know, showing interest in those cars. Um, but my very first car was a 94 Ford Ranger. And that car came with me to college and it was, it was trusty and it had tons of miles, but it took care of me. So I, I have, you know, a nice curated list of cars that I, would love to own in my future. But at this point, nothing super memorable that I've had. Not not just yet. <laughs> yeah, no worries. It'll be there one day. You just got to <laughs> yeah. keep working hard. That's all. But yeah, the, the G-Wagon, that's a little bit cliche Southern California. But uh, I get that. My daughter's wanted one of those forever. Now, I'll tell you this. I don't know if you've ever driven one. They're not that fun. They're not that great. Well, and they're no... They're nowhere near a GT3. You need something much better than a G. Sure. Well, it depends on what it is that you're using it for, but they're uh, true. <laughs> they are quite utility vehicles that, uh, yeah. yes, in Southern California, most people aren't using them for that, but they can they can climb a mountain. So, <laughs> well, yeah, or the speed bumps at the shopping mall. I'm sure they'll get you over those as well. Well, that's okay. You, most importantly, get what you want. Well, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about what has you fired up. Now, we're uh, at the end of the year here. 2020 is about here. I can't even believe I'm saying 2020 is about here. That's pretty frightening. The year went by fast. What has you excited and fired up about your life and your career in the new year? Well, my life has changed a lot in the last year. And it's exciting to look back and see the differences um, and the point where I made a decision that I wanted to do something with my life and things kind of took off after that. And I, I have the Porsche community in Southern California to thank for that. Everyone was super welcoming and inviting and kind. And, you know, Mariana who connected us, I, I put that community at such high value and I love that I, I kind of got scooped up in it and, and get to be a part of it. I really, um, I really value that community. But as far as moving forward, this weekend is Radwood, which I don't know if you're familiar with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm dressing alongside an 85 Wolfsburg Rabbit Cabriolet. So cool. Cool. Um, it's a, a car, a, a 
Volkswagen car in very good condition from 85. And um, I'm going to be dressing as an 80s cheerleader along with Oh, oh, very cool. Um, well, that's the perfect car for an 80s cheerleader in high yeah. school. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's that's the whole thing. I, I have a good friend who owns the car and he was talking up about bringing it. And I said, you know, this is a, you know, Jeff, this is kind of on brand for me to dress with a car. So if uh, he was explaining what it would have looked like back in 85. And I said, you know what, I think that we can help each other out here. So I'm excited to do that. And, and coming in the in the next year, I have some shoots planned in January. And you know, we'll we'll see how how weather permits, but I'm just excited about what's to come. I really live my life fairly spontaneously these days and keep things open for opportunity. And it feels exciting that way. So we'll see, I guess. Well, I like it. Sounds like the uh, future has a lot told. I'll tell you something funny, Brittany. I got married in 1984 and my wife and I, our first home was in Del Mar, California. I grew up down there in Southern California, in uh, La Jolla, California, just south of Del Mar. Del Mar High School was just down the road from, we, we bought a house in a new development. There was a lot of area undeveloped. Now it's just a sea of houses down there. But I remember going over to the high school once for a football game or something. I think a neighbor's child was there. I think I counted like 25 of those cars in the parking lot. That was the car of choice for a girl. <laughs> In that area, at that time period, is the, the you know, the Cabriolet Golf. I mean, that was the car of choice. And my wife and I at the time had a Jetta GLI. That was our first new car we bought together. Um, so uh, they were cool. I had a Scirocco when I was in college, my first new car, 79. So I always liked the German cars. So yeah. well, you got to send me some pictures of you with that car. There will and, be uh, photos. There will be photos. Don't worry. Good. Good. Well, I'll look forward to that. Sounds like a really fun thing. Radwood mm-hmm. is a very cool for those listeners who aren't familiar with it, if you're maybe a little older, it's kind of the next wave, a generation of car people from the 80s and so forth. Check it out. Just type in Radwood and Google. You'll see all sorts of cool events, pictures. And I love seeing that this different generation of people way behind me are embracing cars. They don't have to be the same cars I love. I love cars from the 60s and 70s. These cars are obviously the 80s and, and forward, but uh, Radwood is very cool. Brittany, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. When you want proven performance, there's one brand that's been around since 1938. That's Edelbrock, building the finest American-made performance products for the street and track. Edelbrock's products are designed and dyno-proven to deliver maximum results. Edelbrock has thousands of made-in-the-USA performance products for all makes and models. From their new AVS2 carburetor and innovative ProFlow 4 EFI for your muscle car or truck. To superchargers for your daily driver and more, visit edelbrock.com. To check out the latest products for your ride and when you're ready to check out, enter Cars Yeah in the coupon code and get 10% off your order. That's Edelbrock, automotive performance since 1938. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com 
or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. All right, Brittany, we are back and I'm going to get into your head a little bit here. I want you to tell me that if you woke up tomorrow and you were manifested as a vehicle, not what you want to be, but how you, I know it's a silly question, but as you perceive yourself as a vehicle, what would you be and why? Well, Mark, I've determined that I am a wagon as a car, Okay, but if you're going to get specific, there's two that stand out to me and I'm probably going to choose the E63S AMG Super My my next choice would be the GTC4 Luso, but I'm gonna oh. go with Mercedes on this on this one. But I I would say that I'm a wagon. I I'm I'm tall. I'm six feet tall. I'm thin, and so I feel like I resonate with a wagon in in ways. It's wagons aren't for everybody, and they're a little bit of a dark horse, but they still can do a lot of things that a lot of sports cars can do, and I think they're really elegant looking um, when done well. So. I love wagons. Uh, I've been to Europe many, many times. I used to travel there three, four, five times a year. And they were so much more prevalent there than they are in the U.S. And sadly, now you're seeing the wagons disappear. BMW isn't going to be selling them anymore. A bunch of other, it's just nobody's buying them over here. Everyone wants uh, sport activity vehicles and things. But I love the wagons. I think they're just super cool. Uh, that car, I've driven a brand new one of those. Oh my gosh. They're, they're insane. I mean, I, I love the way the seat bolsters inflate when you go around a corner, just kind of holds you in place. Yeah. The price tag's a little bit steep, but uh, anything fun is. So I like it. You're a wagon. I love it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we are entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of that Mercedes wagon throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Ooh, that's a that's a good one, too. This is a little bit tough because again, I don't I don't come from this world in a way that most other people do. But if I can maybe answer this question differently, then that I I haven't asked the questions because I haven't needed to yet. But I think the best things, the best advice that I will be able to receive is because I've I'm growing into a community of people that know everything that I don't about it. So I don't think I've received it just yet. Um, but I think when the time comes where I'm looking for something um, that I feel like embodies me as as a car, I'll have quite a few people to ask. So, Well, here's the advice I will offer <laughs> you is ask lots of questions. Yes. All the time. How about a personal habit of yours you believe has helped contribute to your successes over the years? Let's see. I think um, one, and this was before I even understood this on the platform that I do now, but I've always been a bit of an eternal optimist. And um, I, my parents taught me a, a really good work ethic and, and just to 
have perspective in any situation, regardless if, if a moment is positive or negative, trying to handle it with a neutral reaction or response and then govern oneself based on, based on that neutrality is probably the best way for me to stay focused on what it is that I'm doing and, and keep on the right track. Um, so really just viewing life with a bit of perspective. Yeah, you know, this is great. You have you had great parents, too. And <laughs> it's something that, that my wife and I try to teach our kids is when, when you're in conversation with somebody or you're listening to someone's opinion that you may not agree with, instead of disagreeing with them, ask them a better question. Yes. Ask them why they believe. And especially this day and age with all the anger out there, especially in the politics world that we have to deal with so often, uh, it's just ask, you know, if somebody doesn't think the way you think, just ask them why. What, why do you feel that way? And just, and don't tell them why you disagree with them. Just keep asking them really good questions. Absolutely. You, you might learn something. <laughs> I think that on that note, there are some, um, and you'll know right away, sometimes you know, a question will be asked and I, I let's use Instagram for, for, um, for instance, that's the main method of how I share, um, what I create and people comment on photos, right? So there's comments and, and sometimes people say things that, that seem to come from left field or may seem unwarranted, but I, I want to be able to reply to people and I want to be able to have a conversation. And if, if we don't agree, I at least want to be able to maybe impart something new to them. Or like you said, ask a question. And it's not about differing of opinion necessarily, but it's more so just trying to see if, if I can impart something to them or if they can impart something to me. But oftentimes, as the internet goes, we're not always on the same um, playing field of mindset. <laughs> yeah. So that can get yeah. complicated. <laughs> a lot of people are brave behind a keyboard. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. and a lot of people are pretty rude. Behind a keyboard as well. Uh, if I could arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? I really can only think of one person that really fascinates me to that degree. Um, and I would choose someone that is no longer living because I there's certain people that just fascinate me. And I may not know, I don't have the historic uh, or nostalgia along with this person. But what I do know about Ayrton Senna, um, he fascinates me as a person. and as as he does many, but um, his ability to be focused on manifesting what it is that he wants for himself. Um, and in interviews, he's fearless in an interview and fearless in a car. And to be able to do a job like that um, requires the mental acuity that most people can't even quite comprehend. And just the passion for what it is that he did. Um, he was so sure that that's what he was meant to be doing. And he led his life that way. Yeah, Sen is one of my favorite race car drivers. In fact, I like him so much. My regular listeners have heard this <laughs> so many times. So bear with me, guys, okay? But I think it's important. I'm going to share it with Brittany because I haven't talked to her before. So good. cut me some slack. Ayrton Senna said, the past is just data. I only see the future. Yeah. And there's a lot about we talked about early in our discussion here about uh, anxiety, depression, and being present. And he definitely was a guy who was very present. Is there a book you've read that you've enjoyed, Brittany, you'd like to share with our listeners out there? Absolutely. And um, with the topic of conversation that we've we've touched on, um, and this this is a book that I would I would normally only recommend this to certain people if if the conversation was at a, a plane of interest. Um, but it's 
It's a book called The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. And it talks a lot about how to listen to the thoughts in your head and how to separate those from you and from the chatter that goes on. It is not going to be a book for everybody, but if, if there is someone who wants to really get into their own head in a way of peace and presence, I would, I would recommend that book. Yeah. It's a great book. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, put it on your reading list for 2020. Um, I try to read a different book every month, at least sometimes I don't quite get that done, but uh, that's a book definitely listeners you should uh, listen to. And I'll remind you on the Cars yeah website, there's a place called guest recommended books where this book and well over close to now 1500 books are listed there. I've made it real easy for you. A quick click to buy. So check it out on the Cars yeah website, or you can find it on Brittany's show notes page. Just type Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-N-E-Y Hamilton into the search bar on the website and her page will pop right up. All right, Brittany, this last question could be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you a very cool collector car today. Not something to cruise around. I'm not going to buy you a G-Wagon. Sorry. That's kind of like a daily driver. I'm going to buy you something special. Could be a vintage car, but if you want a newer supercar, that's cool too. But there are some rules to this game since I'm writing the check. One is you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. That little trick's off the table. You have to drive it. I don't want a garage queen sitting there in Long Beach. And the last part of this is it's the only one cool collector car you can have. What's it going to be? It's going to be a 55 300SL Goalwing. Oh, okay. Well, that's kind of cool. I'm a little surprised, but, you know, as somebody who's a late bloomer to the car world, but you just, you know exactly what you want. What is it about that car that you like so much? You know, I think part of it is the shape. I like, um, I'm also a big fan of 60s and 70s uh, cars design, Um, though I grew up in the 80s and the 90s. I am more of a 60s and 70s gal. And then 50s cars. Not quite as much, but that car in particular, the shape of it, I like. I love the shape of that car. And um, moving forward, the the AMG GTR has similarities. The Jaguar yeah, yeah. E Type has similarities. So I kind of like that shooting brake style look of a car. And I think, I mean, the the Gullwing doors, the everything about that car, I it's one that I'll obsess over. So I'll choose. Cool. Nice choice. What <laughs> color would you like yours to be? Oh, good question. Um, probably. I mean, a classic silver looks looks nice and plays pays homage to the uh, the, the racing gear, heritage. But yeah. I might go with a. There's like an eggshell white color that that car came in as well. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. And with a red interior, there yeah. you go. You look good <laughs> with that blonde hair. Yeah. yeah. Ah, uh, okay. I'll get to work. I could tell this was not going to be an inexpensive call today. So, uh, you ladies down in Southern California, you have expensive taste. Oh my gosh. No, well, that's okay. Eye, I have an eye for design. That's what you do. And quality I, too, for sure. Yeah. Very nice. Brittany, you've taken me on a great ride today. This has been fun. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. I want to wish you the best success in health prosperity for 2020. Happy New Year to you. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off down the coast highway in that 55 going? <laughs> the best advice if I could impart just simply to people is to make sure that you are living your life for you and not for anybody else. There is any inspiration to take yourself into the start of the new year is that we are in charge of creating the life that we want for ourselves. 
Absolutely. And I always say, whether the tank's half full or half empty, you get to decide. I hope you chose half full. What are the best ways for people to follow along with you? Instagram is the millennial way of of (laughs) creating and sharing art. Um, So on Instagram, my I have two handles, my photography and my personal page, you can find me at Brittany Lee Hamilton. And my page where I put myself in the photos and model with the cars is at I'm honey and the bee. I'm honey and the bee. Okay, cool. We'll make sure we put links to those on Brittany's show notes page. Follow along with what she's doing. I think you're going to have some fun. Hey, Brittany, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your life with the Cars Yeah listeners. Until you and I talk again or we meet at some Porsche event, I'll see (laughs) you down the road. All right. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah TV is available on MAV TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find MAV TV on Direct TV. Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!